We've got a little bit of a different service for you today because this is a very special day as we're about to celebrate the baptism of 18 different individuals into our church family here this morning. In other words, what we're about to see is 18 people get wet. (laughs) They're going to enter into the water up here on stage. They're going to be immersed and then they're going to come out of the water again. And if that's all you knew about baptism, what you would be seeing this morning would look a little strange. So I want to provide some biblical context for you all to help you understand why we're about to do what we're about to do here. See, one of the things that you need to know about the one true God of the Bible is that He often accompanies His promises with pictures. For example, during the days of Noah, God promised to never again judge the earth by a flood. And so God accompanied that promise with a picture. The image of a rainbow. The rainbow is a picture of God's promise that his war bow is hung up in the sky and it no longer faces us in judgment. So whenever rain starts to fall, you and I don't have to suddenly panic thinking, is God's final judgment coming in this way? Because God has has promised that final judgment will not come this way and the rainbow is a reminder of his promise. Next, during the days of Abraham, God promised to create a new people that would live in a new place through which worldwide blessings would come. And so God accompanied that promise with a picture also. If you study the Bible, it's the picture of circumcision, a small surgery of the removal of the flesh. That surgery was a picture of God's promise that God, by performing spiritual surgery on people's hearts, by removing their sin from them, God would create a new people for his own possession. So whenever a Jewish parent would have to circumcise his infant boy on the eighth day, he would be reminded in that moment of how God is creating a new people for himself, for his own glory, by performing spiritual surgeries, by removing from people their sinful nature, their old sinful heart of affections, and by transforming them from the inside out. You come to know God, not by applying things to the outside, but by having God transform you from the inside. Circumcision reminded them of that promise. And then finally, during the days of Moses, God promised to deliver Abraham's descendants, the Israelites, from their slavery in Egypt. And so if you've studied the Old Testament, you remember God accompanied that promise with a picture. It was the Passover meal. The Lord in his judgment passed over the homes whose whose doorposts were marked with the blood of a pure lamb while the family ate supper inside. And God commanded Jewish families to eat that meal every year after that. So that meal was a picture of God's promise, a promise to deliver and redeem the nation of Israel to himself to be a nation that was ordered according to his law to walk in obedience to him. And so every time those Jewish families would celebrate the Passover meal, uh, they were reminded of God's promise through that picture that they had been delivered from their enemies to live for God's glory. Passover reminded them of that promise. Well, what we're going to do this morning is a celebration of another promise like that. Only a promise way, way greater. What we're celebrating this morning is the promise that comes through Jesus Christ towards those who believe. See, God has promised in His Word that when we trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, God forgives us of all of our sins and He gives us a brand new life in Him. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. See, all of us have sinned. All of us have gone our own way and walked in rebellion against God. 
And the just sentence for our sin is death, eternal death, infinite death beneath the infinite wrath of an infinite God that we have punished with infinite offense, that we have uh, sinned against with infinite offenses. If we were left to ourselves, we would be buried forever beneath the wrath of God. And yet God in His love sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to earth as a man for us. And here on earth, Jesus lived the perfect life under God's law that you and I have not and could not live. Then on the cross, Jesus died the perfect death beneath God's wrath that we could never pay. And then on the third day, Jesus Christ rose again in perfect victory over sin, death, and hell in a victory we could never win. And God has promised us that when we trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we will be saved. We will be united to the living Christ and His perfect life, His perfect death, and His perfect victory will be counted to us. We will be forgiven of all of our sins and receive eternal life in Him. So that's the promise. Just like Jesus died and rose again, so those who trust in Jesus for their salvation died to their old way of life and they rise to walk in a new way of life. They start to become completely transformed from the inside out. That's what 2 Corinthians 5.17 is talking about. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away, it's dead, and it's buried. Behold, the new has come. So that's what baptism is a picture of this morning. It's a picture of God's promise. And that's why I want to be very clear. Baptism does not save you. It is a picture of the only one who can, Jesus Christ. And that's who we celebrate through baptism. By going under the water today, these 18 men, women, and children are proclaiming publicly that they have trusted in Jesus Christ alone as their personal Lord and Savior. They are declaring that in Jesus Christ, they have died to their old way of life in regards to sin, and they have received a new life, a life with a relationship with God that will be dedicated to living for the glory of God alone. That's what baptism is a picture of. And I wanted you to understand that, that promise behind the picture for two, rays, for, two, for two reasons. First, if you have not trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ for your salvation this morning, I want to encourage you to do that during this service. See the promise behind the picture and be saved. Christ has died in payment for your sins. And He has risen again if you, for your sins if you will trust in Him. Join Him in that new life. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be forgiven of all of your sins. Be saved for all of eternity and be born again to a brand new life. So this morning, where you sit, you can confess in your heart to God that you are a sinner in need of salvation. And you can declare your faith and dependence on His Son to save you from your sins. God has promised that you will be saved if you trust in Christ. Second, if you have trusted in Christ and you have new life in Him, have you responded to what He has done for the glory of God. You've believed. Praise God. Have you been baptized? Have you gone public with your faith? Are you living for His glory? Have you been baptized and added to the church as Christ commanded you to be for the glory of God? As Jesus said in Matthew 28:19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Acts 2.41 says, And those who received His word were baptized and were added that day to their numbers. Believe, be baptized, be added. This is what we learned as a church. How to respond to the gospel for the glory of God. During this service, I'd encourage you, if you have trusted in Christ, to think and pray about how you should respond to the gospel for the glory of God today.
And then the third thing that I think I want to say mostly to you that are getting baptized uh, this morning is to remember today. Uh, scripture teaches us that when we are faithful in little, God makes us faithful over much. Today you're going to be taking a stand for Jesus Christ, saying that you identify with Him and you identify with Christ's people, the church. And I want you to know that this public stand and dedication and baptism is going to set you off in an adventure because God has seen you be faithful in this regard. He's going to give you many more opportunities to take a a stand for the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. And so I want you in these future days, months, and years when God calls on you to stand for Jesus Christ and for the truth of His Word, remember today. Remember your baptism. Remember the promise behind the picture. And remember what you confess today. Uh, in the public, in, in public, in front of all these people, your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, and then finally, I just want to encourage all of you uh, to worship God this morning in the service. Rejoice and celebrate at this time. Uh, each one of these individuals are a testimony of God's wondrous and saving grace towards sinners. God is so good. He is so loving. He is so rich in mercy to think that those who were dead in their trespasses and sins are made alive together in Christ Jesus. This is the Lord's doing and it is wondrous in our eyes. And so I encourage you during this, uh, during this time, if after someone's baptism you feel like saying amen, clapping or cheering, do it if you want. Because praise befits the upright, as Scripture tells us. And this is the day that the Lord has made. We should rejoice and be glad in it. At this time, we'll sing a song together and then we'll begin our baptisms.